WRF Wonderful Radio Flanagan Go to wrf-podcast.blogspot.com Listen, comment and enjoy And now, on with the show You know, they say that only mad dogs and Englishmen go out in the midday sun. There's clearly the Irishman in me <laughs> that has dragged me out into the freezing cold on this afternoon here in freezing cold England. There's still a bit of sunlight, hasn't quite sunset yet, but um, it's bitter. I'm down by the river, that's the River Thames uh, in this part of Essex along the um, the southern coast of England and the tide's out, or it might be coming in actually it's sort of splashing around making that uh, sort of tidally noise that tidally waves do um, and I'm down here and, oops, hang on, bit of wood there <laughs> I'm going to go down onto this bit down here where it uh, scrunches a bit so I'm now scrunching along <clears throat> just to see what's being washed up um, hopefully no bodies uh, there's usually some kind of weird containers I know further further down the coast there um, where it's more beachy like and where the river's wider um, you tend to find that the, the ships then cast off their plastic bottles and things and you find strange plastic bottles from Canada and um, I'm not just it's not just Canadians I'm not just putting it against Canadians here but um, you get all sorts of international rubbish thrown overboard <clears throat> which of course is no good for anybody it's no good for the environment and you can't even scavenge it off the beach and sell it so uh, I've tried no I haven't tried <laughs> oh do you know I, I should have got uh, there's all the you, you know these things at Christmas time that you can get like special gloves and little little gloves for um, so uh, so you can type on your phones you know um, sort of skin tight gloves where you can just tap on your phone but it keeps your fingers warm and you look at those and you and you get them as stocking fillers for people and you think oh, it's two pounds or something 199 that'll do them I could do with a pair of them right now. <laughs> I could put my normal gloves on, but uh, I could probably just hold the phone. I wouldn't be able to. Uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't be able to do anything with it. So I'll describe the scene. So let's have a look. So as I stand at the river, there's kind of like an industrial port part off to the left or starboard, whatever, um, and that's chuntering away. And some wind wind vanes keep popping up as well. Actually, there's some wind vanes over in the distance there wind veining away as they do oh and there's a, a tugboat there right in the middle tugging <laughs> tugging I remember years ago when I was a little boy and I was over in Ireland and um, the, the guy that used to run the um, the tugboats that used to bring their big ocean liners in to Cove Harbour in um, down in County Cork um, he let me go on within one day, <laughs> he's a friend of my mum's, and uh, I was on this, I was on this uh, big tugboat, and there was a load of fishermen uh, fishing off the deep water key, as it was called, and there was a big liner coming in behind us, and so uh, he normally blows his. Uh, horn or whatever it is you know to get the people off but I got on the little loudspeaker and in my tiny little English voice I said excuse me fisherman could you please move and there's all these Irish guys like what the hell 
but they moved they moved that was the main thing so yes yeah, so the tugboat's tugging away across and then off to my right as I look I can see the uh, the QE2 bridge the Queen Elizabeth II bridge which links um, this side of the river Essex over to the other side of the river as is in Kent um, and uh, a traffic report traffic flowing freely <clears throat> which is, let me see, it must be about four o'clock or something now, so yeah, that seems to be doing okay. <coughs> I'm testing out, uh, testing out my lungs now, my, uh, my newly non-diseased lungs, not quite clear of uh, <coughs> all the gunk and the lurgy that I had preventing me from uh, talking away previously. Oh look, now you come across and you think you're by yourself, there's a whole family with dogs. So what I'll do is I'll just uh, walk down here and we'll crack on as soon as I get past everybody. Right, okay. I've got past everybody now. Chances are they didn't, <laughs> didn't understand me anyway, but that's, you can't really take that risk. Um, and and the, way this, uh, the way this walkway goes along here, it kind of goes up and down. So you go down into a dip and then you come back up again. So when you're down in the dip, it's fine. No wind and you're out of the, uh, you're out of the chill. Then you get back up again and it's like, Canal. It's not quite as Scott of the Antarctic stuff. So I've always wanted to go down there. It's been I've, I've collected um, loads of books about the Antarctic adventures, and um, Scott's diaries were released in uh, two editions in 1911. Uh, no, 1913, and <clears throat> I've got a, a, a copy of those two editions of, of, of his diaries. And it's really sad. It's really sad. You, you read the end journals and everything, and you know uh, how you know where they got up to, and his last words and all that stuff. And it's like it's awful. But this is what explorers do, I suppose. Of course, the, the one thing about going to the Antarctic is, if I think this is called here in Greys, <laughs> I just like I'd, I'd have bits falling off me down there, wouldn't I? I don't think I don't think I'd last very long. <clears throat> well. Maybe I would, who knows? Maybe I could be another intrepid ex But people are doing it solo all the time now, aren't they? They're, you know, dragging 10 tons of raw salted pork beef or something behind them and, uh, you know, and three bags of sugar. And, uh, oh, this is to build up my energy. Keep, keep giving me energy and give me protein. And then they start off, you know, 16 stone and they eat all that stuff and they walk across the Antarctic and they end up like 11 stone and in hospital for three months. Is it worth it? I ask myself, is it worth it? Fame and glory, I don't know. Oh look, see then, then the tugboat, whenever any boat comes down the middle of the river, it then creates a wash and the wash makes all the splashing noise, which you may or may not be able to hear. Probably not. And for those of you who know this particular walkway, I'm just passing the dog poo bin. That's the dog poo bin. Um, I don't know what it's like in your part of the world, but here in England, in certain councils, they have public bins for rubbish, where you put your cans, bottles, used syringes, that kind of thing. And they have other bins for dog owners to put their dog poo in. This is the world we live in. <laughs> And I suppose it's a good thing, you know, because I remember the day when owners used to take their dogs out and they just used to crap everywhere and nobody minded. I don't, I don't think whether anybody minded or not, I don't think it was a case of that. 
I think it just wasn't a, a big issue or something. That we had more important things to worry about, like job security, uh, you know, your health. <laughs> Although I have to say, you know, the unexpected stepping in a big pile of dog shit, uh, <laughs> you know, at the at the time, it is a bit annoying. But um, <clears throat> you know, not so much. Oh look, I'm passing by. Remember, uh, for those of you who see me on Instagram and Facebook and stuff, I did a video where um, um, there was a load of yachts, and I'm just passing by the yacht club now. And the wind was clanking the uh, the sheets, as my nautical memory serves me well, against the metal masts. Well, they're not doing it today because there's no wind. It's, it's it's so cold. The wind's frozen. Well, not exactly. <clears throat> it's funny actually. The sun's setting now, and when it starts to set around here, it gets like in most part of the world, get really gloomy. <laughs> but it gets more. It's very Mordorish round here when it starts to set. You know, you have to, you know, get your ass off the streets before orcs start coming out and, uh, you know, rampaging around the district. But <clears throat> it's good for a, a good old healthy walk. I seem to be surviving quite well, don't I, really? I'm managing to, uh, to get through this without collapsing and gasping in a big heap, which would be, well, at the very least embarrassing. Um, and at the worst, you know, hospitalisation, that kind of thing. <clears throat> Danger keep off. Oh, I'm just reading sign, I'm just practising signs that are in English and graffiti that's not in English. I'll just have to wonder about what that meant. Yes, so it's, uh, <clears throat> it started off at 8.30 this morning, it was minus three. That's minus three, uh, which is a significantly cold temperature, uh, even for here, for 8.30 in the morning. That's kind of like normally 5.30 in the morning. Ah, oh, look. <coughs> I've now reached that point um, where, where I live, because it's right on the river, they've got big massive floodgates. And, and that's the end of the show from WRF, Wonderful Radio Flanagan, on all the posh podcast places and at wrf-podcast.blogspot.com I hope you enjoyed the show, I know I did, and I'll catch you next time on WRF.